Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Live from the DraftKings Sportsbook and Wild Rose Studio, this is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. The PSAs you hear on Miller & Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller & Condon. Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. Take you until noon. Dave Sproul coming up here. It's at the bottom of the hour. We will talk. Uh, I will stay with Dave Sproul. He's listening in to Matt Campbell's teleconference that gets underway here in about four minutes. Bama Bob is going to join us right now. In fact, he's here as we recap the weekend in college football. Mondays we recap. Friday at this time we preview. Hello, Bama Bob. How are you? out what happened this weekend but you know <laughs> it was crazy man nuts it was awesome yeah i know it really was bama it was it was fun to watch and uh it got a little better here today's the big 10 starting to announce some stuff soon we'll get the pac 12 into the conversation um you know i just i feel myself wanting more at the end of saturday night right i've just gorged from 11 o'clock yeah. in the morning until the the seven o'clock game uh, finishes up, and you want to turn to whatever game's coming up next or joined in progress for where you sit. But anyways, we'll get that, and you can't yeah, have give everything. give me some late-night Pac-12. Yes, at least right? We, at least we've got, you know, it seems like we've got, you know, Monday night NFL, Tuesday night NFL, Thursday night NFL, so maybe that'll get us through a little bit until we can get some of that. Indeed. Well, let's, uh, as we recap, we go around college football. We start alphabetically. We'll start with the ACC. I guess we have to start with Clemson Bama, who just, um, I mean, I can't say enough about what I saw out of this Clemson team. The, the score was not as, uh, the game was not as, co- as close as the score indicates. <laughs> the score was 42 to right. 17. Bama Clemson left points on the field and dominated the football game. Um, I, I don't know how you're going to beat them. I really and truly yeah. don't. My gosh. Well, after what I saw in Oxford, um, defensively, yeah, defensively. Yeah. Um, Clemson could have hung seventy-five on Alabama. Now, I think Alabama will get it corrected, but we'll talk about them later. But listen, right now, every to, from what I've seen, just through what four or five weeks of the season, and granted, we haven't had the Big Ten mm-hmm. or the Pac-12 uh, in play yet. Clemson is just far and away the best team. I don't know who your top five would be right now. Um, and I don't know that it really matters other than, you know, for, you know, the playoff or whatever, mm-hmm. but I don't see anybody beating them. And you're right. I mean, I think, you know, Trent was, I think, and I were kind of a, of a same mind. I didn't think this game would be close, mm-hmm. uh, and it wasn't. Uh, and, and I think this was just Clemson finally, you know, having an opponent that, that had a little juice to it. It's not Wake Forest. It's not Syracuse, you know, whoever. And, uh, 
they just wanted to go out and make a statement and man make a statement they did and again with with to me the whole key and because trevor lawrence has played great his two years there uh but to me it's at the end i mean what he's doing right now is he's what, what do you do with this guy uh and then defensively you talked about on on Friday, those those freshmen mm-hmm. who just look like they're fifth year seniors, yeah. and they're playing like they're fifth year seniors, and my God, you're going to have two more years of them, and I'm sure there's more behind them somewhere. I'm <laughs> not a big recruiting guy, but they they are far and away the best team in the country, and they looked it. And look, Miami is better, but they're nowhere near ready to challenge yet. Bama, Clemson's really good. They are. Alabama, you talked about the defensive struggles, but let's not fall into this trap. I said this uh, a couple weeks ago to Ken about the Chiefs because last year, Carolina should have beat them. They were a two-point conversion away from winning that football game. We've seen them lose to Syracuse on a Friday night. We've seen Clemson in the past lose games to Pittsburgh. There is still going to be a funky game in there. There's going to be a weird game where, for whatever reason, they just don't play well. That was Saturday. It's going to happen. And there's going to be just one of those games that, that happened. They still had almost 600 years of total offense. That's not one of those clunker games, Ken. But they should have had 900s, my point, Trent. There there's, are points on the field. There's going to be yeah. that game that is still out there. This is college football. It's never easy. When we think it's easy, it never is. I just warn against let's get getting too high here on October 12th and on the team. Well, I'm looking at their schedule, and, you know, the trip to Notre Dame, and I and I get what you're saying, and I and I understand that. The, the, here's the thing, and, and this is where I think Clemson has separated themselves. Alabama, for all their struggles last week, just won their 93rd consecutive game against an unranked opponent. Mm-hmm. Okay, I mean, mm-hmm. I just Jesus. think that Clemson is at that level now, where I'm, you know, Georgia Tech, Syracuse, Boston College, Oof. Pitt, it, you know. <laughs> I can't see the unless and again, we know what era and, and the times that we're living in right now. So you know, if God forbid something were to happen to Lawrence mm-hmm. or Etienne or some key player, then yeah, maybe it brings them back to the pack a little bit. But you know, at Notre Dame, you know, maybe that's a tough one. Even Florida State, even they play tough, tougher than I thought against Notre Dame yeah. um, Saturday night. But you know, I don't see how they're going to hang at Virginia Tech. Okay, maybe that one gets a little goofy late in the year. And I get what you're saying. I'm just not seeing it right now. And I'm just going by, uh, other than Saturday night, I mean, Alabama really, against an unranked team, you just don't worry about them anymore. And I'm looking at, I think Clemson is at that level. And, again, looking at that schedule and that conference, I just don't see them struggling with a team like Syracuse or Boston College or, or even Pitt or anything like that. Maybe I'm proved wrong. I don't know. And this is this is a crazy year, as you admit, as is, as you you know rightly say. But man, I don't, I do not see any weaknesses, and I think it's as as much as it is talent on the field. Sixty-one I think yard field side. goals, Bama. That's their yeah, weakness. I think. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think it's talent on the sidelines with that coaching staff. They mm-hmm. just have. They're so they're they're cohesive, and I, I don't know. I mean, we'll we'll find out later in the year. There are a few tests and. You know, if they play Carolina in the championship game, we'll see what happens there. But, uh, man, right now they just look like a like a wagon right now. They do. I mean, Carolina, they beat Virginia Tech, but Virginia Tech was out over a dozen players. Yeah. Couldn't answer the bell, and that was a closer game than I, was, uh, than I thought. NC State played well. I'm, I'm trying to find somebody else to talk about in the ACC. Uh, how about the yeah. Pittsburgh kicker? Kicks a 58-yarder 
right? To yeah. send it to overtime. 58 yards to send it to overtime. Get to overtime, misses the point after game over. Yeah, yeah, you feel for kickers oh. sometimes. I mean, I, and I know coaches make fun of them, and most coaches don't like them, but you, you really do have to. They're like goalies in, in yes, hockey or, are. or soccer or a closer in baseball. I mean, you know what? It's just, it's kind of all on them a lot of times, and, you know, it, it, which is not fair, but. Because listen, they would have never gotten to overtime if the kid not made that. But then again, he didn't do what he should have done in overtime. So it's just one of those things. I, I thought um, I thought it was a good win for Boston College. I and mean, if you really want to kind of dredge up, yeah, you know, they're the, playing the well. Bottom part of the middle of the of the ACC. I don't think they're anywhere near ready to challenge for anything. But hey, all you can do is you know beat teams that are kind of equal to you. And you know when you're building a program, and you know good win for them, uh, Duke. You know, over Syracuse, I don't know if that moves the needle. Probably not. But uh, to me, it's still it's it's Clemson, and then maybe North Carolina now in that conference. That's about it. Let's get to the uh, Big Twelve boys. Uh, we found out Skylar Thompson, K State's quarterback, is out for the year. Trent, they had a nice win over TCU. Yeah. I like TCU to win the football game. I did. I mistakenly put it in my picks. Max Duggan uh, wasn't great in the game. Will Howard, Skyler Thompson's backup, he's more of a running threat than he is a, a kid that's going to throw the football. But Chris Kleiman's a hell of a coach, Trent. And, um, you know, maybe they're the team that, and I think somebody, one of the national writers pointed this out too, that forget the Oklahoma State Iowa State game. I'm circling K State at Iowa State as the game of the year now in the Big 12. I don't know if I'm ready to go there yet, but that's a good win for K State. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's any foregone conclusion that Oklahoma State maybe separated themselves and it's playing for second in that second spot in the title game because Oklahoma State still has to play Oklahoma mm-hmm. and Texas, and they mm-hmm. still got plenty of gig, big games in front of them. It's going to be a big one, no doubt. And you're exactly right. The uh, the quarterback that took over for Thompson Howard. Yep, he can't throw the ball. No, <laughs> can't. Not save his life. He's not a good quarterback. But by the time we get to November, do you think he'll be at least adequate? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If it's Chris Kleiman on that sideline. They gave him a contract extension and well deserved. My question is, did any bigger boys come calling? Mm. SEC, ACC. But doesn't ten- he look like I mean Fargo to Manhattan kind of mm-hmm. makes sense, two, right? Two places that aren't exactly recruiting hotbeds. <laughs> right. Boy, what could he do yeah. at dot dot dot? Yeah, what could he do at Maybe not this year, LSU, but the year after, Coach O. I want to get to that with Bama here in a moment. But I just wonder, Kleiman, there's probably another step if he wants it on, on that on that ladder for the coaching tree. Yeah, Will Howard, the new quarterback, is a big dude. I mean, he's, he's a load, yes. 6'4", 235 pounds, uh, somewhere around there. Bama, do you see anything? I mean, I know you watched some of the Iowa State-Texas uh, Tech game. Uh, Iowa State never gave them a chance, which is what good teams do, right? They beat the teams yeah. they're supposed to, but we got to get to the Red River shootout. The middle finger, right? That's what we're talking yeah, about? Yeah, that was unbelievable, that was right? Uh, <laughs> but the game itself, Batman, you're 100% right. I mean, Lincoln Riley was the reason that this this game got the overtime with a boneheaded decision that he had made. I'm impressed by Sam Ellinger. Week in, week out, he's such a t- he's he's kind of like Roethlisberger in the fact you can't get the sucker to the ground. Uh, when you got a couple of guys' bodies draped all over him, and he's still standing upright. But that game, Bama, so take it wherever you want. I mean, Tom Herman's got to be a part of this. Uh, where, where do you go? Yeah. Yeah, I, listen, I think Texas is is in trouble. And I don't – It look, it was a fun, entertaining game. Um, but Herman, I mean, 
they got to be getting restless down there in Austin right now. I mean, this is a game they should have won, could have won. Um, they're lucky to not be 0-3 in the conference right now. Yep. It, it's kind of like Ellinger is all they have, Ken, and and he's he's a fantastic player. But when he's your leading rusher, I think they ran for about 25 yards outside of him mm. until he kind of took over. I mean, you're Jeez. not even in the Big 12, you're not going to win that way. And and listen, I'm not making after what I saw Saturday in the SEC, I'm not making fun of the Big 12 anymore on defense this year until I see something different. Yeah. But we'll get to Good that point. in a minute. Yeah. But um, look, I. I, I I liked I liked Oklahoma. I, I think I thought Texas needed the game more. I liked Oklahoma's coaching staff more, even though they, you know, tried to blow it. Um, but look, it, it just it's two teams right now that are oddly enough looking up at better teams in that conference in Iowa State and Oklahoma State. And and you, just to touch on Iowa State briefly, and I think I texted you this during the game. I thought this was a great win for them. I know Oklahoma's going to get all the headlines, but, man, coming off Oklahoma, you know, the emotional win for that, going into your bye week, and yep. then you know you got Oklahoma State coming out of it, I thought that for them just to put their foot down, especially the way that game started with the block field goal, and you're like, oh, man, here we go. Mm-hmm. You know, 90-yard return, and you just gave them seven points, and look out, and they just put their foot on their throat and never let them up. And, you know, Brock Purdy was great. Hall was great. You leaned on your stars, and they delivered. And I thought that was as big a win as maybe Matt Campbell's had because given what happened in Dallas with the Red River shootout, I mean, this that that now put, vaults them into Big 12 title game contention and maybe even, you know, being the favorite because they've already got a win over Oklahoma. And you got to think they can hang with Texas. Yep. And both those teams have two losses, and now you go into Stillwater off a of bye week, and I mean it's kind of all sitting right there for them. I thought that was a huge, huge win for Iowa State. Uh, boys, let's get to the SEC, and I know we're going to spend a lot of time, obviously, on uh, on the old Miss Alabama game. I want to. Can, can I start with the the LSU question? They're not going to fire Coach O. No, they're going to be. No. Two and eight. They're going to fire Bo Pelini. Well, they, they, <laughs> really, and I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet. And maybe it will. Before. How much leeway? It's the Ugh. SEC. It is crazy. They go two and eight, three and seven this year. We get to a normal 2021, and they struggle and they slog their way to seven and five type of year. Could coach year? Oh, two years after a national championship, be in trouble there? I don't think so. I mean, and, and listen, here's what I think is going to happen. I think he. I think you're going to see him just like I think you're going to see Nick Saban. I think you're going to see them be a lot more more involved in the weekly game planning of that defense because. Ordron's background is defense, as is Saban's. But listen, there's no excuse for what happened in Missouri. Mm-mm. I mean, that 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 is just inexcusable. I know they've lost a lot, and they're replacing a lot. And, you know, a lot of them are playing in the NFL. There were a couple of opt-outs. Um, you know, there's a lot of holes in that secondary, which were shown uh, on Saturday. That, that to me, is, is, is maybe the biggest surprise, even more so than Mississippi State, because you knew – Especially with with uh, with Stingley being out, I mean, mm-hmm. you, you you knew that they were going to struggle a little bit and first game under Burrow and first game out of the shoot and everything else. But that game that game Saturday there was just no excuse for it. But I don't I do not think unless it really goes south for them, I don't think you're going to see uh, Orgeron being in any danger. Although you just kind of look at Les Miles. I mean, he hung around for, what, eight, nine years afterwards, and, you know, he had them kind of up and down and never 
never really approached a national championship again. But listen, if if, if he does struggle, you know, he's struggling this year. If he does struggle next year, they are going to start asking questions. Mm-hmm. Well, was it was it Burrow? Yes. And was it Dave Aranda <laughs> running the defense? And was it Joe Brady running the offense? And did you just catch lightning in a bottle? You know, and that kind of thing. It's the old, it's the Charlie Weiss syndrome. Okay, did you just absolutely catch lightning in a bottle one year? And all of a sudden, you know, you, you kind of rode that to millions. So we'll see what happens. But I don't think there's any chance in the in the short term of him being in any kind of jeopardy. All right, Chizik. Dean Chizik, excellent point, Trent Condon. He had a yeah, quarterback in his absolutely. own right that wasn't bad, right, in, in Cam Newton. Uh, just real yeah. real quick on this, uh, Felipe Franks for Arkansas. I mean, he has resurrected his career. Um, uh, yep, good for him. Yeah, too, absolutely. He got hurt. Oh, he's a tough yep. quarterback, Bama. Speaking yep. of quarterbacks, and we'll get to Alabama, we'll get to Old Miss, and I want to ask you about uh, Tennessee, Georgia, briefly. Um Kellen Mond, man, I did not see this coming. He, this was, yeah. this is his best game, Bama, by a mile of his career. I thought Florida was a really good football team. I had no idea what to make of Texas Tech. Obviously, they needed that win in the worst way. But Kellen Mond, yeah. give me one minute on this one because uh, I want to make sure we save some for the other two. Yeah, I, I'm with you, and we talked about it Friday. I said Kellen Mond is going to have to, you know, play on an, on a level with Kyle Trask, and he did. And and listen, you're you're right. This is by far his best game, by far. I mean, he was accurate. He was on time. He made the right decisions. He made no boneheaded plays. Florida's defense, again, you, when we talk about these SEC defenses, I don't know what's happening there. They're terrible. Um, they are. Um, I, I didn't – listen, and we could talk about this if you want. I didn't like Dan Mullen's comments afterwards when he was whining about the crowd. Yeah. Now he wants a packed stadium. Right down in Florida this year. that That's dangerous and reckless to mm-hmm. me. We can talk about that later, maybe on Friday or whatever. But um, the game itself, you're right. Kellen Mond looked like, looked like Dan Marino. I mean, he did, he mm-hmm. was just – he's always had the talent, Ken. He's just never put it together. He finally did, and they got they got a win that they desperately needed because they were there were starting to be whispers down there of $75 million guaranteed, and we got eight more years of this. Um, because, and, and so, listen, I don't know where they're going to go from here, but for one week, they got a big win, and he was the reason why. Indeed. Uh, just just uh, real quick on this, I text both of you guys at halftime at Tennessee, Georgia. I think my text question was, Tennessee legit? It, it was another one of a rough week for you overall. <laughs> really. And then they got outscored 27 zip in the second half. But let's get to Alabama Old Miss because we only have two minutes left uh, in, in this segment. Uh, how are we going to work the Big Ten uh, and the Pac-12 know, into this? Sorry, ACC. Yeah. yeah, sorry, ACC for sure. Uh, Bama, Alabama, Old Miss. I couldn't turn the, cha- the, ch- uh, the station. I couldn't. I, I tried to watch as much of the Clemson game and the commercials as I could. I was thoroughly entertained. I know there's no defense, and normally I like a defensive game, but man, oh man, it was just blow after blow after blow. What a fun football game. It was a fun one if you didn't have a rooting interest in it. Um, but yes, it, and the, the thing, Ken, I think that made it fun was there were a lot of plays on third down. It wasn't just the, you know, these 25, every play was 25 chunk yards. I mean, you know, they, they stop them a little bit. Now, listen. I don't know if Ole Miss ever stopped Alabama. I know the the one drive they fumbled down there, uh, Najee Harris fumbled, kind of made up for mm-hmm. it with the five touchdowns yeah, later. Kinda. Um, yeah, but listen, we talked about it Friday. You know, Lane Kiffin's going to be a problem oh. over there. I mean, he really is when he when he gets 
when he gets a defense, either a coordinator or he starts recruiting, they'll probably go the J.C. route for a couple of years. Uh, he's going to be a problem. Um, but, look, the, the the story to me is the Alabama defense. And there's all these rumors now. Oh, they knew our signal. You heard Dylan Moses. And I have no doubt they knew our signals. And, you know, now there's things about, oh, they had hacked into the headsets. Well, if you're going to hack into some headsets, wouldn't you hack into the offensive ones? That's what was giving you trouble. But so there's all this crap flying around here. The bottom line is, ever since 2018, this defense has not been what what we thought it should be. And they, they're, I knew this was going to be a tough game uh, because of the way that Corral can throw it and the playmakers they have. And Kiffin called a fantastic football game and just gave them hell. And I think you're going to see Saban come in and, and take that over a little bit and you know, simplify it, but, you know, lost in all the defensive woes was the game that Mac Jones played, and I know Ole Miss isn't very good. I get it, but he's playing at, a, at an incredibly high level. Two got all the headlines for the spectacular plays, but this guy is playing efficient football. He's playing smart football. They were finally able to run it, um, but look, I mean, we'll find out really, I guess, how good they are against Georgia. I And as crazy as it sounds, I'm not saying they're going to beat Georgia. It's going to be an easy game. But Georgia is going to be easier to defend for Alabama than Ole Miss was because, you know, Lane Kiffin to me and play, his play calling is just off the charts. He is a fabulous coach if you can get through all the crap with him. And we'll get into Alabama-Georgia on Friday. Bama, I'll leave you with a note here. Alabama, after they got the football they could possibly get in the game 831 yards. They got 790 yeah. of them. I don't know if there's ever been a higher percentage than that. Jeez. I would guess not. That is about as no. perfect as oh. can be. A 40-yard punt, a fumble on the one-yard yard line that you mentioned from Najee. Outside of that, they got every other single yard possible That's crazy. throughout the course yeah. of the game. I didn't know that. Yeah, absolutely nuts. And this was, this was a record for SEC points in a game. In regulation, it didn't go into one of these crazy five overtime things. And the most yards Alabama has ever allowed in their history. Um, I mean, it, it was just an. And Ken, I'm with you. It, it, I'm usually not a big fan of these kind of games, but for whatever reason, this was just entertaining to me. Maybe it was Saban and Kiffin. I don't know yeah. what it was, but I, I mean, it was entertaining. And you know, one quick other hit. I think we can maybe pump the brakes on Mike Leach taking over the SEC. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, congrats, and loaded. Wildcats, Ken. Right, yes, he did, and he unloaded after the game. Um, you know, some kids that maybe don't want to be here. Sounds like there's going to be some road scholarships passed out at the end of the year. Uh, so, the last thing, Bama, uh, and you, we and Trent, we can't say Georgia, Alabama. Is there one other game that's got your attention? I mean, Oklahoma State, Baylor was it for me. It's off the docket now. Is there one other game, Bama? Uh, well, I'll, I'll leave Kentucky, Tennessee. Thank you, because that's mine. Yeah, guilty pleasure. Yeah. Yep. Um, I'm going to go North Carolina, Florida State. I really want to see what Carolina looks like on the road. Florida State, are they coming around? Are they not? Uh, you know, they got behind Jacksonville State and came back. They played better than we thought they would at Notre Dame. Yep. And to be honest with you, I didn't watch much of that because, like you, I could not turn off Alabama Ole Miss for, for the love of money. Um, so I didn't see a ton of that. Just saw the score, looked at the stats, read the recap. So. I got NC State, Florida State is kind of like okay, maybe I'll maybe I'll give this a shot until the uh, until Alabama Georgia comes off. Trent, I love to give you guys goofy ones. Here's a goofy one: Tulsa at home. 
as they yeah. welcome in top 10 Cincinnati. We've seen this Golden Hurricane oh, okay. team does have a little bit of a pulse. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, of course, Cincinnati playing for an undefeated streak mm-hmm. and hope goofiness happens and get into the playoff at the very least a Fiesta Bowl. But keep an eye on that one. Tulsa hosting Cincinnati. I think that'll be your sneaky Excellent. good game on yeah. Friday. That is a good spot. Good stuff. Bama, great stuff. We'll talk to you uh, on Friday. Thank you, Bama Bob. Appreciate it. Look forward to it, guys. Take care. Yeah, great stuff. Bama Bob, Trent and I go around college football this time every Monday. We recap Friday. We do likewise, only we preview. It's time for another $1,000 handoff. Text the keyword HAPPY to 200-200 right now. It's your chance to win $1,000. HAPPY to 200-200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. All right, Miller and Condon, uh, Mr. Monday Night's coming up. We'll, uh, we got to make sure we find some time to tell you about outstanding promotion at Jethro's. Mm-hmm. Today only, the Sound Off sandwich is back, and if you order it today... It's going to be here for a while, but today only you'll get a $5 gift card uh, if you order one of those from any of the Jethro's locations. Uh, Dave Sproul, KASI, joins us next. Miller and Condon till noon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. This is KXNO. Oh, man, that sounds good on FM. 1460 AM. And now on 106.3 FM. This is Des Moines Sports Station. KXNO. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon. On 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. This is KXNO. Hi, welcome back. Miller and Condon. 11.35 here on a Monday morning, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM, Iowa State, Oklahoma State. It's a 2.30 kickoff on Fox, one week from Saturday, October the 24th, 2-0 versus 3-0. and A lot at stake. Dave Sproul was listening into Matt Campbell's teleconference. Of course, Dave, at KASI, our sister station up in Ames. That's where the Cyclones play in Story County. Dave, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on, Dave Sproul. How are you? I am fantastic. How are you? Good. What'd you learn from uh, Campbell's teleconference uh, this morning? Anything? Yeah, not nearly enough, as usual. Uh, didn't get asked any questions about injuries or anything. He did say after the game Saturday that it uh, looked like Trevor Downing and Trick Milton would be out for a while, which if mm. you follow the, the Matt Campbell escalating scale of injuries, it's you know it's healthy enough to play. Day-to-day. Dinged up is the next level, and then there's day to day, and then there's out for a while. Mm. All these being as vague as possibly can be, but out for a while makes it sound like it's a pretty serious deal for both those guys. So certainly wouldn't count on having them back for Oklahoma State, and, and could be even longer than that. Wide receiver group, uh, boy, that that's a, certainly a ding. But they've been able to pick up the pieces, and the guy throwing the football certainly had his best game, I think, of the season. Brock Purdy looked in rhythm, made the throws. Still maybe got away with one out there. But overall, the best we've seen of Brock Purdy, would you agree? Hey, I, for this season, for sure, I may be going back to before he was injured uh, mm-hmm. last season. Mm-hmm. Maybe he was reading pro football focus like we did <laughs> yeah. last week. Who knows? But, yeah. you know, he really showed up when Iowa State needed him. I mean, Texas Tech isn't going to be the toughest defense that you're going to face even in the Big 12. You knew that going in. But he was able to really feed off. He fed off some of the, the physicality of getting more involved in the run game. And that I don't know if that's, you know, the way he was making reads on some of those RPO-type 
you know, uh, plays or if that was something that Matt Campbell wanted out of him some more. Tom Manning might have wanted to run some more. Whatever the case may be, I, I think, you know, he, he takes a hit and that just seems to get the, the blood pumping a little more for him and tends to, I think, focus him in a little bit. And maybe that's just my observation, but I, I think when he gets more involved in the running game, I think that helps his passing. And as well, you know, the complimentary aspect of having Brees Hall just being a beast overall. Yeah, indeed. Um, he, he, he was so good. Uh, I'm with you. I thought that was Purdy's best game of the year. Uh, let's talk about the targeting calls. One of them went their way. One of them didn't get their way. Now, who's out? Uh, Young is out, right, for uh, the first yeah. half against Oklahoma State. Um, yep. you, you could see that that was probably the right call. I'm not sure that the, uh, as they were talking in the broadcast, um, I don't know if I, and in fact, I do know. I don't like the fact that if you get it kicked out in the second half, you miss the first half of the next game. I don't like the carryover, et cetera. I get why they're doing it with all the precautions that they're putting in place, dot, dot, dot. But how big of a blow is that, Dave Sproul, uh, going up against uh, uh, a good Oklahoma State team and not having Young for the first 30 minutes? Yeah, that, that could be significant. I mean, I, I don't know if he's officially technically a starter, but he sees enough playing time out right. there that he is definitely one of their frontline guys uh and for a redshirt freshman to be out there contributing like mm-hmm. he is it tells you a lot about the kind of talent he has he was pretty highly rated recruit as well coming out of high school and was uh got an offer from penn state before he got in some uh, legal trouble which i think was fairly re- quickly resolved and didn't really amount to much but he lost his scholarship to penn state as a result of that now iowa state was there to, to pick him up and help him out and it, Sounds like he's you know made the most of his opportunity so far, and so that's that's going to be a significant blow. Uh, I, I, there have been some issues at times uh, in that secondary, and I thought when when Henry Columby came off the bench for Texas Tech late in that game, and he showed a willingness wow. to actually push the ball up the field, that might have shown some vulnerabilities there in, in the secondary for Iowa State, or maybe they were just playing some softer coverage in garbage time. But uh, it, that'll definitely be something to work to watch out for if Oklahoma State comes out uh, a week from Saturday and tries to test Iowa State's secondary right away, that could have a significant uh, effect on the game. We've kind of run out of uh, superlatives to describe what we've seen out of Brees Hall. Dude is just absolutely ridiculous. But how about the other uh, guy that came into that class, more highly recruited, speaking of recruiting, Jirel Brock, who comes out there and lines up at fullback and gets Hmm. the carry for the first down. Probably not how he anticipated his college debut run in the football would go. Probably not, but, you know... Given his size, that's definitely a, a role that he could take advantage of him, and you know, use his strength to get some tough yards when they need him on third or fourth downs, and convert much needed first downs to keep drives going. Because on that drive, Iowa State was kind of in a, a no man's land there, where you're too close to punt, you're too far away to really feel confident about uh, a, a field goal, even as reliable as Connor Sally has been. I think part of that is because they just tried to get the ball deeper into opponents' territory and make those field goals uh, shorter for him, and so you get into a situation like that, you need a guy who can just pull over, you know, the defenders and, and bring some power game to the field. And uh, that's definitely a role that he can bring with his size and strength. Uh, Joey Ramos, any update on him, Dave? I know Remsburg came in, got some playing time after Ramos left. Was, was there an update after the game? Uh, not much in the immediate aftermath there. Uh, I'm sure we'll find out more next week when it, uh, you know, it gets a, a time to heal it up, but uh, certainly got to, you know, recognize Remsburg for the yeah. effort he gave because it came, it looked like that offensive line just despite that change didn't miss the beat whereas in week one you know they get the injury in the flow of the game and they just don't look the same after that uh, it looked like that offensive line was just on the same page uh, throughout the game 
even despite the, the necessary change in personnel there. You know, they, they've got that. I think that they um, obviously have a lot of confidence, and Iowa State fans are going to see more of 16 before his career is over. I mean, uh, Daniel Jackson is playing as a true freshman already. I get that Milton's banged up, etc., but they obviously have some confidence, and they think they have something there in Daniel Jackson to be, you know, being a true freshman uh, and to come in as early as he has in his career. It's not like they're looking, he's, uh, uh, he's Purdy's security blanket by any means, but for him to to be on the field uh, in big circumstances like he's been so far. Obviously, they like him, Dave. Yeah, and Matt Campbell's not a guy who's going to throw a player out there just for the sake of of it. You know, they, he's going to play if Campbell and his staff trust trust them to make the right plays, make the right decisions in the reads, and and you know, be reliable when it comes to you know actually catching the ball. And so, you know, whether Tariq Milton is hurt or not. Uh, if, if he's earned the right to play, he's going to get uh, some playing time, and obviously he's, he's earned that. And Yeah, like you said, he's not going to be uh, a guy who's uh, your every-down kind of receiver, but he'll have he'll have that potential where maybe he can do some of the things Tariq Milton does and take a, a short pass and turn it into a big play. And Brock Purdy is, is the kind of quarterback who really loves to spread the ball around. You know he's got some guys who are more or maybe higher on his uh, uh, list than others, but he's still, you know, he'll – throw to eight, nine different receivers during the course of a game. And uh, when you are out there, no matter who you are, no matter what experience you have, you got to be ready for that ball to come your way, and you got to have the coaches have that faith in you. So they're showing some faith right there in a young guy. Kind of off the radar here, but a credit to Joe Rivera, who... Yeah, he's been good, hasn't he? He really yeah. has. And unleashed a nice one, consistent... A guy that was thrust into the role after the injury last year to Corey Dunn. Dunn had his own set of issues and has run with the job now. Dunn's still on campus, and yet here he is doing a great job. Joe Rivera, lively leg, too. This guy, I don't know how punting works at the next level, but feels like from what we've seen this year, he might get a chance. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised because what's impressed me, and it, it takes a lot to impress me if you're a punter because I just I don't ever want to see you on the field. Right. But if yeah. The fact that he's been able to kind of control some of those shorter kicks and pin opponents down inside the 20, inside the 10 in some occasions, that's been most impressive to me because guys with, you know, anybody can come out there with a big leg and just boom the ball all the way around. But to be able to control a little bit, and he hasn't even had to use the sideline necessarily to, to pin uh, opponents deep. He'll just control his leg uh, swing there a little bit and take something off it, almost like a pitcher throwing a changeup maybe or controlling your, your wedge shot out on the on the fairway. Um, you, you just take a little something off it and put that ball exactly where it needs to go, and he's done a really good job of that for Iowa State. If there was one disappointment in the in the game here, Dave Sprout, was it the you know the final ten minutes, eight minutes, or whatever it was of the fourth quarter? I wanted to see them sit Purdy on the bench, not because he deserved to, but because the game had already mm-hmm. been decided. Who is going to be next man up? Is it Deckers or it is is it Bowman? Uh, Campbell didn't want to dip his hand either way, but I thought we were going to find out who QB2 uh, was if he did take Purdy out of the game just because it was over. I thought we were going to see it. I was disappointed we didn't. Yeah, the same thought kind of crossed my mind with about five, six minutes left. Iowa State got the ball back after Texas Tech scored the touchdown and got the two, and that made a 16-point a game. And so that you're talking about a two-score game with five, six minutes left. It feels over if you're in the stadium. But as a coaching staff, you probably can't necessarily count on that. You can't take it for granted that you're going to be able to put that team away. Uh, the thing I probably would have liked to see more of is is maybe just holding on to that. I mean, the offense seemed really aggressive in the first half. There's maybe a little less of that in the second half. 
because you were sensing you had a big lead and you kind of wanted to cruise in for a landing there, I guess. But I, I would have liked to see Iowa State maybe keep up that aggressiveness on offense. And then you would have had the opportunity maybe with another score, a bigger lead to, to get one of those freshmen on the field and get them some reps in a, a Big 12 game. That would have been uh, pretty valuable for one of those guys, at least. Dave Sproul, KASI in Ames, 1430 on the AM dial. Dave, thank you. Have a great week. You too. Good to talk to you. Dave Sproul, KASI 1430 on the AM dial. Well, Mr. Monday Night, you only have one tonight. You were preparing for two. Right, right. I mean, Mr. Monday Night was. Uh, he'll get a couple of opportunities next week, but one tonight. See the Michael Thomas story? Yeah, got in a fight in practice. Got in a fight and clocked one of his teammates. <laughs> Made it pretty easy with that ankle sprain. Eh, we'll sit him down another yeah. week as he is suspended for this one. Mr. Monday Night's handed out winners three of the first four weeks. Four and one this weekend on my picks. Mm. It was a profitable weekend on both the college side and the pro side. I hit you the uh, the parlay that I hit on Saturday. That was a fun one too. Things are going well. We're gonna try to stay hot here, Mister Monday Night. He's revved up, looking to make it four out of five winning weeks. All right, we'll find out who he likes when we come back. Miller and Condon till noon. Des Moines Sports Station, fourteen sixty KX and Owen one hundred six point three FM. Football is back. It's about damn time. We've got you covered from high school to the pros, the Hawkeyes, Cyclones, and more. Right here on Des Moines Sports Station. 1460 AM and 106.3 FM. This is KXNO. Julie Insurance Company and Affiliates. Station 1460 KXNO 106.3 FM. It's the Chargers and the Saints Monday night. The Saints, a touchdown favorite at home, Mr. Monday night. Your opinion, please. Mr. Monday night, normally a underdog player, loves dogs in primetime football. Came in last night, of course, once again with the Vikings. But tonight, we're going to lay that touchdown. Saints... Defense has seen some improvements after awful performances in Weeks 2 and Weeks 3. No Michael Thomas. They're figuring that out still offensively. I will lay the score. Mr. Monday Night looking to make it 4 out of 5 in primetime Monday nights. Is going with the Saints laying the touchdown here this evening. Well, I can't uh, debate you either way because I have no opinion on this football game. I don't. I'm looking forward to watching Justin Herbert. I I'm think right the Chargers have something in this game. We skit. missed that one. Yes, I did for sure. Mm-hmm. I did for sure. You were more digging in your yeah. heels, too. Right. He's a lot better even. I thought uh-huh. he was going to be okay. He's better than that. Yeah, in college strength, he never, I mean, yeah, he's yeah. okay. But uh, he's been great so far. Chargers have them. Their quarterback of the future. Baseball-wise today, uh, the American League goes early at 3 o'clock as the Rays got off to a one nothing start, or one nothing lead, rather, over the Astros. The big baseball news to me is Rick Renzi being mm-hmm. fired with the White Sox. We talked about it with Cappy last week. He thought it was a possibility. A.J. Hinch seemingly is the name. Iowa native A.J. Hinch. I beg your pardon. Remember where we are. Yes, Iowa native A.J. Hinch, apparently the favorite to take over that gig as uh, Rick Hahn, the GM there, is looking for somebody that's got World Series experience. Well, he certainly's got that. And how how fun is tonight? Freed against Bueller, two young young studs. Yes. That is a great pitching matchup. No, it is. I hope it's a good game. Yes. Uh, because I'm going to be flipping back and forth with that, obviously, in the football game, which should be fun. Love these Monday nights. Next week we get two of them. Thought we were going to get two of them this week, yes. but the Patriots 
Um, I had somebody call in and uh, ask about the NFL schedule. I, I'll explain oof. as much as I can, but it is a moving target. Did you see yeah. that breakdown of all the games they had? To I move? did. It's nuts. It's crazy, Trent. And you know what? I think if we we're almost getting to that point where week 18 is starting to become right. more and more like it's going to happen, right? We're not there yet, but seemingly on the precipice. All right, fun show today. Boy, yes. Mondays fly by in football season. Don't they? Uh, next couple of hours, that's all you have to wait two hours for more local programming. Murph and Andy, they're working on the holiday. It's not a holiday. It's a Jethro's holiday. Get out and get that Absolutely. $5 gift card with the sound off sandwich today. And happy birthday, A.D. Oh, didn't happy birthday, AD. Uh, Fanatics at four. Morning rush tomorrow morning. Thanks for being here. 1460 KXNO 106.3.